Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am so very excited to talk to you guys on this fine, fine Monday night. We are headed to the AFC and NFC Conference Championships for the playoffs. Unfortunately, our Jets no longer in the mix, but we could still talk about playoffs. If you want to talk about playoffs, we could talk about how the Rams and the 49ers are moving on, how the Bills got beat with 13 seconds left in regulation by the man, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we can also talk some senior bowl, some drafts, some free agency, all that good stuff. I want to hear all your thoughts, how you would love to uh, rebuild the Jets, how you would approach this throughout the offseason. We'll do phone calls starting at 830. Um, yeah, should be uh, should be pretty good. I'm excited to do this. I see a bunch of guys in the chat already. If you're just dropping in, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, on the way in here, I see W-A-2-K-D-S, Cole S, or uh, sorry, J. Cole, Matthew Zakali, Randy, Edward, Santana, Dr. Shrimp, Nick, Rusty, Mitt, Kevin, Liam, Jay, Johnny, Gary, Benjamin, Ant. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. So there's a lot to a lot to go over. I guess I'll, I'll kind of shoot through some of the stuff that I've made videos of recently just to kind of get the ball rolling here. Um, so you guys saw my, if you haven't, I released a senior bowl video about the five tight ends that are going to be on the Jets roster and who we're going to be able to coach because everyone who has accepted invites to the senior bowl, not everyone is, you know, you don't get to coach everyone. You get to coach half of it. The other half go to the Lions. So there were five tight ends, uh, Charlie Kolar, Cole Turner, Trey McBride, Jeremy Ruckert, and who I miss, I miss someone in there. Uh, Jake Ferguson, four or five tight ends uh, that could be available. I would say, I, I guess if I had to break them down, uh, Jake Ferguson feels like a like a relatively safe ceiling. Like if you want to take him in the fourth round or something like that as like a second tight end, um, I wouldn't hate it. I don't know if his ceiling's overly high. He was in a run heavy offense. So I guess he's kind of got that going for him. But I think he's a hot, maybe a, a you know an upside type guy later in the in the draft. Um, Cole Turner's an interesting one. Only played receive or only played tight end for two years. He was a wide receiver before that, so I think he's probably going to be more of the Gazicki mold, where it's kind of like he's more split out wide uh, or in the slot. And I don't know if that's we want that as the Jets, but we don't want that like full time. So so maybe he's not the direction I'd go. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert, hometown favorite, obviously Long Island kid, really high upside, wasn't utilized well at Ohio State. Um, I think he's a very big fan favorite. I know myself, Greenbean, and Matt are very high on this kid. Um, it's always fun to bring back one of your own fans, right? Like the, as a kid growing up playing football in the backyard, I was Wayne Corbett, I was Vinny Testaverde, I was Chad Pennington. <laughs> you know, love to love to grow up to be where you uh, loved watching as a kid. It's kind of cool. Uh, Charlie Kolar, I think, provides an interesting value. Um, I think you can get him a little bit later. I like the captain status. I, I didn't mention it in my video, but Trey McBride is also a team captain uh, from Colorado State. I was able to find some pictures with the C on his uniform. Um, but for some reason, the web like their website doesn't list any of their captains, so I never know anything going on. But Charlie Kolar is interesting. You could probably get him a little bit later, third, fourth round. High upside, six foot six, you know, great GPA, smart guy. Wouldn't hate it. Be all right with that. And then Trey McBride, 
Everyone's talking about him possibly being tail end of the first round or second round pick for the New York Jets. I've seen him mocked in the third. I'd be a little surprised if he lasted that long. Um, it wouldn't shock me in the second, though. He may not be the first tight end off. I think he should be. But I think Weidermeyer from AM is possibly, you know, another one people are going to look at. Um, and we're going to have a whole lot of discussion over this over the course of the, the offseason, both through free agency and who we pick up and leading up to the draft. Um, I'm excited to see all the all this feedback. It's pretty cool. Ali from Loyal NY Jet Fans is going to be on the Talking Jets panel the Tuesday uh, of Senior Bowl. So what is that next? Is that next week? Next week already? Um, and then I'll probably ask him to come on the week after. So that way we get him after the Senior Bowl as well. So he gets the practices and he gets after. Um, but yeah, tomorrow, if you guys want, ooh, that's what I wanted to do. We're, we're going to do something fun. And by something fun, I don't know if it's necessarily fun, but it's more so... Uh, to help the channel. So if you if you would like to do that, let me just pop the link in the live chat because tomorrow's Talking Jets panel is going to feature Richie from Jets Media. Uh, he'll be jumping on with us. Let's see. Drop that in there. I'm going to pin it to the live chat. If you guys could head over there, drop a like on the video. Uh, it takes but two seconds of your time, and it, it goes a long way. People look at these... Uh, live streams that are about to go live and they see a bunch of likes, they wind up tuning in. So would greatly appreciate it if you want to jump over there. Uh, Aunt Jet says, I'm going to the Senior Bowl with my friend who's a Lions fan. Will be fun to see some prospects in person. I thought about going. I'm actually, so I'm, I'm off right now. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not doing anything. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> but I'm, I'm off from work right now till, till March. So I probably could have gone down. I wasn't sure if they were still selling tickets at this point. Um, I was going to try and get some type of press credentials or something along those lines, but I figured I'd make some videos from home, uh, and have fun. Ooh, side note. So if you guys have been watching the streams, watching the channel, you guys know baby girl coming in June. Very, very excited. Um, so very close friends of the channel <laughs> made me a Jets talk pink onesie. So thank you, Ellen and DMAC. Thank you so much for that. Much appreciated. Cute little onesie. <laughs> Baby girl never had a, never, never stood a chance. Never stood a chance. Um, all right. Where were we going with this? We we're talking tight ends, talking a little bit of free agency. Let's see. You know what I'm going to do? So let's, I'm going to talk to the chat a little bit. Um, and then we'll, we'll go to the phone calls at 830. Um, so Ant Jets is going to the senior role. That's awesome. Green Bean's actually in Alabama right now. Uh, so we'll get to hear a little bit from him tomorrow on the panel. But that's really cool. You're going to be able to see all these guys up close and personal. Uh, Lloyd, the the linebacker from Utah, is going to be hot topic. Hot topic. Him and Trey McBride are probably the two most attractive of the players going right now. I do like, um, is it John Doxon? Doxon? Penn State receiver. He's really interesting. I like him. Um, yeah. <laughs> baby, baby Becca needs to be a Rams fan, Ryan. Benjamin, one of my best uh, Rams fan buddies. Um, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Not going to be a Rams fan. Although I'm actually, I'm rooting for the Rams. The Rams and the 49ers. I can't really, I'm not upset with whoever winds up making the Super Bowl from the NFC. Um, my rationale is obviously we have the 49ers, former coaching staff, so seeing them do well is a nice little nod. And then the the Rams, I like 
that team in general. I like Sean McVay, you know, similar, I guess, roots come from Shanahan because they were all together on the Washington staff. So that that's kind of nice to see. Um, and then on the AFC side, I would say I'm rooting for the Bengals. And it's not really, I'm not against Patrick Mahomes by any means, but I think the Bengals are the, the sexiest team as well as just the most interesting because they haven't been there before. Like the Rams were in a Super Bowl not that long ago. 49ers were in a Super Bowl not that long ago. Um, and the Chiefs, you know, obviously won, what, two years ago. So for me, I want the team that hasn't been there. I'm rooting for the commercials, the prop bets, <laughs> all that good stuff. Um, yes, we'll see. Uh, Marcus Metcalf, have you seen the new PFF mock draft? I did not. All right, let's let me jump over to PFF because that's that's interesting. I didn't realize they had a new mock draft. So we can talk a little bit about that. Um, let's see. When would it have been? The only ones I see seven days ago. Is that what you're talking about? Jaguars get Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau to, to the Lions, Evan Neal to the Texans, Jets get Derek Stumley. That's the last one I've seen. Um, live chat, let me know if there's another one. If there is, I'd love to love to see it. Always curious. Um, although I guess I could probably could have scrolled down and see, <laughs> seen who the 10th pick was. Come on, Ryan. Um, with Drake London at 10. That's got to be newer, right? I don't know. I'll have to take a look at it. 12 hours ago. Marcus, can you send me that link via email? Can you do that? Jetstalk247 at Gmail. You could send me that link. That would be fantastic. I subscribed to Pro Football Focus, so I'm a little surprised I didn't run into it. And I even just typed in like mock draft and it didn't didn't pop up mother truckers let's see maybe if i just type in pff mock draft into google and then here here's a here's an all-time pro tip right change it to last 24 hours all right i got it <laughs> i was able to find it so they have evan neal going one makes sense Ooh, hutchinson hamilton Ooh, thibodeau going to the giants interesting Equanu going to the jets I do like that pick. I actually, I would not, I would not be overly upset with that. I know people want Thibodeau and I was banging the table for an edge rusher, but I don't hate Iquanu. I think that's not a bad pick. Uh, so Giants wind up getting Thibodeau and Linderbaum in this mock and the Jets end up with Drake London. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. All right. You know what? I'm going to, I like this. This is an interesting mock. I'll probably, I'll, I'll do one of those mock the mocks after this. So I can kind of talk a little bit more about these different prospects. I like Iquanu a lot. Big fan. So Marcus, good stuff. You gave me some content for my next video. No, I'm going to write that down. I'm going give to you, give you some credit. Marcus Metcalf. Brothers with DK. Marcus Metcalf. Good job, dude. If you guys ever see mock drafts that you want me to do like videos on, like post them in the videos because I'm always looking for them, but I don't know, like, I don't want to just do some random CBS one, which I, you know, I can do. I think it's fun to do the mock, the mocks because we get to learn about the players in the mock. And that's sort of a, um, 
I don't know. That's, that's my favorite way to learn about the prospects, right? Like I can look at top 100 boards. I love sitting and watching the actual game tape, but there's names that pop up from time to time that I don't actually, uh, I don't actually know. Or I don't do a whole lot of research on. So it's always, always nice to see it that way. Um, Mark Sharknado liked the stream over on Facebook. Thank you, Mark. Or Matt. Sorry, Matt. Words are hard tonight. <laughs> uh, we got super chat. Let's jump over here, see what we got in the super chat field. Taps. Taps any button. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, says, I want Darren Darian Beavers from Cincinnati. I also believe we should prioritize offense in the offseason. Most fans want defense, but offense wins Super Bowls now. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second. This is a hot topic. I'm glad you brought this up. So the number one pass defense, the number one overall defense by the Buffalo Bills, Got put on the field with 13 seconds left against Patrick Mahomes. And they go down the field. <laughs> I'm in 13 seconds. Oh, my God. That was – you don't see that. That's not like a – that's incredible. That, to me, like I've always – I haven't minded the overtime rules. I really like college football overtime rules personally. If you can say, you know, maybe it's putting each team on their own 20 and they each get an opportunity with the ball. First team kicks a field goal. Second team kicks a field goal. You reset, you do it again. Um, first team scores a touchdown. Second team gets a chance to score a touchdown. They don't score a touchdown. Game's over. I think both offenses need to have an opportunity with the ball. And that's not to say like I didn't chuckle a little bit from the from the Bills not making it, but I also had the Bills in my, in my pool, so I lost a little bit of money because they didn't make it. Um, I just think it's a, a team as impressive as the Bills are right now. Um, with those two safeties. Josh Allen putting the team on his back. Gabriel Davis getting four touchdowns. Oh, my God. One of the most exciting games I've ever watched. But it begs the question, does defense matter at all? That is the best defense, the best secondary. Does it matter? Or is it? can you be more of a bend but don't break type team? It shows you the need that you have to have for three or four guys to get after the pass rusher. That, I think, is, is a highlighted need. You watch how the Rams beat up on Brady. You watch how uh, the Titans beat up on Burrow. I think all that is really important. But defense, though, that's why offensive players are getting paid so much. That's why Devonta Adams is going to get damn near close to $30 million a year. Crazy. Crazy town. Jack Filipowski. Thank you, brother. Thanks so much for a super chat. He says, someone on Matt's recent video brought up a trade down with Baltimore, number 14, and picking up a second, then moving back up into the first or using it uh, to trade. Um, so interesting. I, I love watching like Eagles or Ravens type trades because Joe Douglas has connections to both of them. Um who is Baltimore coming up to get, Jack? That is probably the most important thing. I'll, I'll try to catch it in the live chat. Um, who would Baltimore be coming up, and why would they need to take someone at 10 instead of 14? What is their rationale? That's what I want to know. Bobby Woodruff! Bobby Woodruff, thank you so much for becoming a member of the channel, brother. 
means the world to me. Thank you for supporting it. Tomorrow is actually going to be our first members only 10 o'clock mock. So if you do want to join the channel, see some 10 o'clock mock action after the talking Jets panel. I'll be live. It's a little bit intimate. Get to talk a little bit about these prospects and we can do all these different scenarios. We're going to do a mock draft and we're going to figure out, okay, maybe we go tight end in free agency. How do we address the rest? Maybe we go big time wide receiver in trade or free agency. How do we address the rest? Rest. It's my favorite thing. We do all seven rounds. Really, really excited. Um, so let's see. Trading back up. Let's talk about this. Baltimore at 14, picking up a second and moving back and trading back into the first. I very much want to trade back into the first. I would give up one of our second round picks, preferably 38. Everyone wants to give up 38. Um, preferably 38 and a third round pick to jump back into like the mid-20s. I would love to leapfrog like the Chiefs or something like that and get Jamison Williams. That would be really cool. Although, no, I shouldn't say that because I don't want to take an ACL injured wide receiver that high. If he falls to the second round, I would take him. Let's see. I would trade back in. If there's someone falling, if a Linderbaum, if a N'Kobe Dean, if a Drake London, someone like that is falling, depending on how you address everything else, God, I would love to trade back in. There's going to be so much talent. But there's a lot of talent from like middle of the first round through the third round. So like more picks in that area is probably better than than trading back in. But I do think if there's someone you really love and covet, go up and get uh, that guy in the first round. Get that fifth year option. Uh, I see Afrim in the chat says, didn't the Bucks defense basically shut down the homes last year in the Super Bowl? Yeah, but he was missing two of his tackles. So offensive line, in my opinion, was the bigger reason, not so much. Um, not so much the defense. Uh, Alex Canillo, brother, thank you so much for the super chat. Says, not saying this is what I want to do, but an O-line of Becton, AVT, Linderbaum, Neil, Fant would be really exciting. Oh, man. Could you imagine if they just decided to, like, ball out? <laughs> Like you get Neil or or Aquanu at four, and you get Linderbaum at say like ten. That would be interesting. I know that I know a lot of Giants fans want Linderbaum. They're really excited about. Him. I know they're excited about Aquanu, and they're excited about Neil. Those are the three guys that they're looking at. And assuming Jacksonville goes with Neil or Aquanu, and I think the next team would probably be the Jets to take offensive line. I would think. I mean, I mean, I guess there's an outside shot that the Texans might consider it, but like to protect the quarterback they kind of took last year. Um, God, I don't know. There's so many different ways you can go. But that offensive line, Alex, whoo baller. Absolutely awesome. All right, guys, just 10 minutes. We're going to start some phone call questions. Michael Jets fan. Thank you so much, brother, for liking the stream. It's fun. If you don't, if you guys don't follow me on Facebook, you should follow me on Facebook because then you can get your name on the screen. <laughs> it pops up up there. I don't know why YouTube doesn't like, doesn't do that. So I wish I knew. Mumtaz. Mumtaz, brother. Yes. Thank you coming in for the super chat. Uh, he says nine draft picks. Equanu, Drake London. Ooh, Jermaine Johnson. Ooh, Jaquan Brisker. Love it. Love it. Um, Channing Tyndall, linebacker. I don't know him. I have to do some research. Isaiah Likely. I heard about him recently. 
Mumtaz, I don't think it was you that was telling me about it. Someone else was telling me about Isaiah recently, but I got to look into him. I heard he was good. Um, ha- Hassan Haskins, halfback. I don't know him. Alec Lindstrom, love Alec Lindstrom. Big fan of him. I would love to take him in the fourth or fifth round. No problems. No questions asked. And then Alante Taylor, cornerback. So I know Equanu, London, Johnson, Brisker, and Lindstrom. And I love all five of those. The other ones I got to do do some uh, research on. Although I think didn't... Is Brisker going back to school? Is it, no, I don't think Brisker is. I, one of the safeties I think is going back to school. And I don't... I can't put my finger on who it was. It was one of those popular names. Um, but yeah, damn! Montaz would absolutely love this. Absolutely. Michael Elias, new sub. Thank you so much. Oh, that's kind of cool. So I guess if you're on Facebook and you want to subscribe on YouTube, your name pops up as a new subscriber. If you just subscribe on YouTube, it pops up as a new subscriber. If you have your settings set to public, if you hide your subscriptions, then it probably does not pop up. Um, But I would think if you like it on Facebook, I think it probably does does pop up as well. We'll see. Uh, ah, Jordan Battle, the Bama safety. That was the one that went back. And it was some of the B. It was like Brisker, Battle, something along those lines. That's all right. Benjamin, Win, loving the emojis, boy. Love it. For those of you that don't know, we got some special emojis for the members. And anyone uh, who joins the membership, any of the tiers gets those emojis. And you can spell T-I-T-S if you use the green bean as an I. <laughs> So if you haven't done that before, bam, a little bit of insider knowledge. Let's see. What are you guys talking about in the chat? Um, from the ringer, says Sergeant Mike, Buffalo could have tackled the receivers with 13 seconds and taken a defensive holding and ate up five seconds and used up most of the clock at that point. Uh, or at that way, man, that's interesting. Jack Marino, man, Jack Manarino, Jack Manarino. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat, brother. I'll get to it in just a second. I just want to talk to Mike because this is this was an interesting question for me. Um, Buffalo could have just tackled the receivers with 13 seconds left, taken the defensive holding and ate up five seconds. That's interesting. That's the, wow. That's fascinating. I wouldn't have thought to do that. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, they should squib kick it," but if they just give up on the squib kick, then or not give up, but if they just lay down, then no time comes off the clock. I guess you kind of hope that someone who's not experienced gets the ball and just has like a a hero moment (laughs) and they try to like go return the kick. Um, But yeah, interesting. They could have tackled all the receivers, gotten the holding call. I guess it would, it would only take off as much time as Mahomes held on to the ball, right? Because if Mahomes throws it in the dirt, as soon as that happens, because he realized what's going on, he's stopping the clock. But that's, wow, you at least take some seconds off. You could have done that nonstop. That would have been ballsy. I wonder if that would have been unsportsmanlike conduct and would have gotten you ejected, though. I could see that. Interesting stuff. Jack Manarino, brother. Thank you for the super chat. Big dick donation of 20 bucks. Uh, Says Neil and Thibodeau at four, or Neil or Thibodeau. Neil or Thibodeau. I keep saying Thibodeau. Jason Small. Thank you, dude. Uh, Neil or Thibodeau at four, Burks at 10, trading our second and our second next year to move back into the first to grab Dean. Then McBride at 38 is my dream scenario. 
need to surround Zach with extensive talent. I love adding talent to this team and putting it around Zach because I think offense is so much more important than defense right now because of the way the rules have changed. And I don't mind losing games by way of defense because I think you can, I don't want to say you can fix it quick, but you kind of throw a lot of stupid money at it and try to uh, fix some stuff. And we got a bunch of draft picks next few years anyway. Um, but yeah, if I can get Neil or Thibodeau or Aquanu, I would say those would be the, the three at four that I would be looking at. Um, Burks at 10, love Burks. If you want to go London, no problem there. But Burks gives me the feeling of like Debo Samuel, which is why I think he's an attractive player there. Um, trading our second and our second next year move back into the first. I wouldn't want to do that be just because I don't know how much that second next year is worth. Like, do they consider it a round down? And it's basically like a third because I would rather trade our third this year when we have nine draft picks. Move up because that'll get us up to like 24 if you move 38 and 69. But I would like that. Grab him, make, make, uh, Trey McBride at like 35. That would be cool. But yeah, I love the players. Your players are spot on, Jack. Big, big fan. I, I'm very much on the trade back into the first if there's someone you love. Um, so I'm sure we will talk plenty about that. Kevin Delaney, what's up, dude? I will see you in not too much time. I got a got a present for you over on the side over here. So if you're watching this, I'll see you. Uh, he says, Evan Neal or Daniel Falele? Neal in better shape. Well, so Neal is definitely considered a top five pick right now, at least top 10. I've heard people say he might fall a little bit. Maybe Aquanu goes one and Linderbaum's the second interior offensive lineman off the board. I've heard a whole bunch of different things. But Neal seems like on most mock sites that he's going to be the first one off the board. Um, Daniel Falele, I was a huge fan of him last year. The guy's just enormous. I had him mocked to us, I think, halfway through 2020 um, before he had decided to stay back in school. But unfortunately, from what I've heard, Falele at right tackle might be too slow. So I'm curious to see how he tests. He is going to be at the Senior Bowl, and he is on the Jets team. He's actually going to be one of the linemen that I'm looking at in uh, in my Senior Bowl series. So we're going to look at Falele. We're going to look at Zion Johnson. Um, and Alec Lindstrom is Lindstrom on the senior. I'd have to look, I don't remember exactly, but I know those two for sure. Um, PH asks, how often do I do these YouTube videos? I do these YouTube videos all the time, <laughs> all the time. Every Monday and Tuesday, I do these. Um, I do live eight o'clock, 10 o'clock, normally eight to nine right now, 10 o'clock, eight to 10 tomorrow. Um, so I'm not sure if Lele winds up fitting better here. Um, I would say Aquanu would be my number one offensive lineman right now. Um, so I would change my mock draft slightly, but I do like that. Kev, I like how you're thinking. Like how you're thinking. Offensive line's important. Um, let's see. Teddy. Teddy Craney, brother, thank you so much for the super chat. Hallelujah. Says, people will think I'm crazy, but I'd seriously consider taking Linderbaum at four. If he destroys the combine, he will be a top five center next eight years and give our line leadership and a nasty side. I want our next Mangold. There's a very, very, very um, risky, risky aspect to this because I really like, really, really like Tyler Linderbaum. I had us taking him with the Seattle pick nonstop throughout the year until the Seattle pick started creeping into the top 10. I was like, Ooh, don't love that. But then I started hearing his name attributed to like top five, like number five to number 10. I've seen him fall as far as 15. Um, I don't, 
think it would be a wise move unless I don't know. If you look, if you get a top 10 player at the position and you have them for the next eight to ten years, that's a home run pick. Don't care. It doesn't matter that's in the top four. But taking you could get like Alec Linder uh Lindstrom, Alec Lindstrom from Boston College in like the third round. And he might provide like 85% of the blocking that that Linderbaum would at like way less of a cost to you. Um and you do still have a top 10 center McGovern. I don't know. I oh God, I wouldn't hate the pick. Put it this way. I would say I wouldn't hate the pick, but I think our team has bigger issues right now. Like for me, tackle guard is more important than the center because of Becton. That scares me a little bit. But dude, you're not crazy. Linderbaum's a beast. You wind up with Linderbaum, you're going to be a happy team. David Gerard, brother, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, trade number 10 to the Saints for number 18 and a first next year. Trade 18 for DK. Russell leaves Seattle, and then we destroy them at home next year, and Jamal cries. Oh, yes, I would love this. This makes me so happy. There's, there's nothing more. Look, put it this way. I don't think DK is coming to New York, and here's why. First off, I don't think Seattle wants to trade for their number 10 pick back anyway. Because that would just look silly. So trading 18, like if you trade back, and our next year's first. Ooh, Saints for 18 and next year's first. So we have two first next year, then trade 18 for DK. Okay, so I don't think, I think someone's going to offer more than pick 18. If you can get DK for pick 18, like if you could trade down, get a first next year and pick up DK. Oh, oh man, <laughs> big time, big time move right there. Um, yes, I would be all about that. I don't think DK gets moved for less than Jamal Adams though. And I think that's where Seattle's kind of running into this weird issue is because they gave up two firsts and a third and a safety for Jamal Adams and DK Metcalf significantly impacts the game far more than anything Jamal Adams does. And they got $70 million in captures. For me, the DK thing doesn't make sense. Like I look, don't get me wrong. I would love to sign the guy. I think the guy's elite. He's got a few marbles loose, but like by and large, like great receiver, 24 years old. He's going to get, you know, 25 million a year and give him a hundred million guaranteed for four years or whatever you want to do. Call it a day. Um, but I don't think Seattle trades him back to us because of how bad, like basically we'd be trading Jamal Adams for AVT, a first round pick and DK Metcalf. <laughs> like that, Jamal Adams goes from the worst draft pick at number six to like the best draft pick you could have possibly had that nothing would make me happier than being able to pull that off nothing that would <laughs> tickled pink tickled pink would absolutely love that but again i would be i'd be a little surprised if we wind up uh making that kind of trade or if seattle would make that kind of trade i think we would make that kind of trade all damn day um all right so let's see. Let me throw the phone number on the screen, boys and girls. We're going to do some call-ins. I want to hear from you. Talk to me. How would you rebuild the New York Jets? Phone number's on the screen. And I've got my, my timer ready. So I get ready to bounce you guys. <laughs> Talking too long. Oh, I love it. This is my favorite part of the show. Guys, we'll be live. If you're just hanging in, just, just tuning into the chat, 
in the in the live chat, I pinned a comment to tomorrow's talking Jets panel with myself, O'Leary, Greenbean, and Richie. If you guys could do me a favor, jump over there real quick, hit the like button, helps with the algorithm, helps people looking in see they want to see that uh, live stream. So if you could, be greatly appreciated. Eddie from North Carolina, brother, how you doing tonight? I am hanging in. Hold, hold on one second. Let me make sure they can get you. I got to turn the sound down on my there TV. There it is. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. Now they can hear you. <laughs> How's it going, well, yeah, brother? How would you girl, rebuild huh? the Jets? Well, first off, congratulations on your little girl. Thank you. Thank you. We're very, very excited. We're pumped. June 11th is the is the due date. So I finish all my draft stuff like the first week of May or so, and then I get to focus on uh, work and, and dad mode. All right. So how would I rebuild the team? Well, mm -hmm. well you know I, I know what I want. I already told you to like kind of trade one of the first round picks back a little bit yep. so that we have more capital so that we can trade back up into the first round at the end by mm -hmm. using – Trade back so that we could trade back up and wind up with three first rounders. Uh, I wouldn't hate I that wanted. at all. Now, are you are you targeting Dean? Is that who you want, or is there like another player you're hoping is kind of in that mid twenty range? I'm kind of a analytical guy. Um, mm -hmm. I would love for us to finish what we started. I'd like for them to finish the offensive line. Mm, so like, Flinderbaum starts like, falling like a little what bit. You said, well, I'd love to just like you said get the kid from NC state mm -hmm. or, uh, or Neil, if we mm -hmm. can get him, and then, um, like double up, like I, what you were talking about about five minutes ago about doubling up, getting Neil and Linda bomb or, yep, or, yep, yep. Or, 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 or the other guy in Linda bomb. And, and then the O-line is done. And yep. the reason I want Linda bomb is because McGovern's hurt his mm -hmm. knee. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. That's, and what if that he can't? That's the I big question. It doesn't seem like it's an overly bad injury. It seemed like it was a sprain. It wasn't like a tear or anything. Now, don't get me oh, wrong. You didn't tear I, anything? No. I So I think we need to address center for sure. Whether it be Linderbaum, I don't think I could really go with that. I, I like him a lot. If, he, if you trade down and you say you go from 10 to 14, 10 to 18, and he's sitting there for you, green light all day. In the top 10, yeah, well, you there's know, so the many NFL needs. Has a the NFL has a 100% injury rate. If you play the game, you're going to get hurt. So depth is like mondo important. That's sure. why I think uh, they need to sign fans. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, it, and if they could uh, keep Moses, that'd be like awesome. Because, I mean, it's just depth. You've got to have it. You know, without depth, you, one guy gets hurt, two guys get hurt. I mean, we saw what happened this year when we were playing fourth and fifth stringers in that last mm -hmm. game. Zach was getting killed and the kids got talent, but mm -hmm. you know, you could have the best wide receivers, the best running backs in the world. If there's no hole to run through and there's no protection for, for Zach, mm -hmm. I mean, it's pointless. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I think if you're able to get uh, some depth on the offensive line, like in, in my mind, if I'm, in my, if I'm envisioning our offensive line next year, I got Becton and Fant playing the tackles, whichever one you want, fine by me. I don't think Moses comes back. I'd be a little surprised. So then you have Idoga, and then I think you have to pick up some type of veteran tackle other than McDermott. I don't know if McDermott's actually on the team or not next year. 
Um, but well, I wouldn't want yeah, him being I was like, just going to ask you who else, who else is out there that we can get if we mm -hmm. lose Moses. Well, so I, I had us picking up a tackle in the draft. One of the guys that's going to be at the senior bowl, um, Matt, something or other, what the hell was, was new Vasco was, I don't know, something like that. Um, I would like to address backup tackle at some point in the draft, maybe around rounds four, five, six, four, five, I guess would be our last, our last few draft picks. Um, if you want to sign a, a high, I don't know if it would be a high upside or maybe like a, a vet in free agency. I like Moses. I would love to bring him back. I think he's going to get a little more than we might be willing to give him. Um, I think the yeah. only reason he said, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to get bounced in about 30 seconds. So let me tell you this. Go for it. I think if we sign, um, sign our, oh God, I can't remember his name. Braxton. Four Ooh, years, four years, 5.75, uh, some incentives. And guarantee him 12 mil. I think that's fair. What, did you say four years or five years? Four years? Four years, 5.75, guarantee 12 million, and throw in some incentives if he meets certain goals. I think that's fine. I, I want to keep him around. It From what I've heard, he's best friends with Zach Wilson. It certainly looks that way. I think he's a homegrown talent that you got to hold on to. Brother, thank you yep. so I'm much. I'm going to get bounced. You're getting I'll bounced. You. Here it goes. Oh, you're out of here you're out of here god i love that chicken it's fantastic boys and girls make sure you drop a like on the live stream on your way in and in our live chat there's a pinned comment uh if you guys could click on that or it's not pinned comment there's a pin i guess there's it's pinned comment for tomorrow's live stream with myself o'leary green bean and richie from jets media so if you would do me a favor click on that pinned comment in the chat head over like that video pretty solid makes me feel good phone numbers on the screen Ooh, i saw something it was really good it was like heartwarming boy green jet youtuber um writes for heavy heavy.com i think is what it is um he's having a baby jet fan as well and i saw he made a fantastic announcement video and i love it <laughs> i absolutely loved it if you hadn't looked at it look at uh boy green on on uh on twitter it was basically him with a green screen with the jets and everything and he's sitting at a podium he's like we would decide to add a, a player to the team <laughs> and like you know we're not exactly sure when they're going to start they're going to sit on the bench for a little bit oh paul's a good dude paul i eisen espen espen Paul something. Boy Green. Go check him out. Ah. All right, boys and girls, phone number is on the screen. If you'd like to call in, talk a little Jets. Um, What are you guys talking about in the chat? <laughs> WA2K McDermott is our number one tight end right now. That's awful. Oh, here we go. What we got? Call from Landon. Landon, welcome to the cockpit. Hey, how's it going, man? Ah, not too bad. I'm hanging in there. How are you doing on this fine Monday night? Doing pretty good. Got some ideas. Maybe All right, let's hear them. Well with a few people, but... <laughs> I like it. This is my favorite part of this. Let's go. All right, so going into free agency, a couple targets. Justin Reed, I know you guys love him. I like it. I think he's uh, a, a cheaper 
contract that I think Douglas would could stomach signing. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how he just like how he handles safety, but okay, yes, <laughs> go on. It's not Justin Reed, Marcus Williams, but oh, I, I think Justin Reed is the more likely. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus Williams is easily my favorite safety going into free agency. Um, I just I don't think we sign him. So I think you're right. I think Reed is a more realistic option. And then first move that may not get the most love, I say go after O.J. Howard. I don't think Schultz is going to be the guy. Okay. And I'll get to the reasoning behind Howard in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, want to focus more on draft there. And then trade a third and a fifth for Amari Cooper. Just cause Ooh, I think that's too high. I like too high. I, I think, think Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper, I would give him, I would give up a fifth. I don't think you're going to have to give up a whole lot. I really don't. Cause his contract mm-hmm. is three years, 20 million. So if you're Amari Cooper, you have a few options, right? You're either going to renegotiate your contract because Michael Gallup got hurt and you want to help the Cowboys. So you're going to lower your cap hit, take some more guaranteed money since there's none left on your deal. Uh, and get a maybe a little bit of a signing bonus to lower your cap hit this year. I think that's a very, very likely situation. Two, you say, no, screw that. You gave me this contract. I'm going to play it out. And then they say, okay, we're going to cut you. And then the Jets, before they cut him, the Cowboys are going to want to get something for him. So if the Jets can give up a late-round pick, a fifth, if you trade down, you get a seventh. I'd throw a seventh at him. They'll, they'll take anything if they're about to cut him. And mm-hmm. twenty, he would be three years, twenty million per year, so a lot of money. Like he's not worth twenty million a year to me. But and worst case scenario, you can cut him next year, and it's sure. like a two million dollar debt cap or something like that, or if anything. So there's no so. debt cap because the all the signing bonus is signed or is taken from the uh, or is attributed to the Cowboys. So us at three years, twenty million a year would just be that twenty million free and clear. Now the issue is you don't. You know, I mean, the, the non-issue, I guess, is you have Zach under contract for cheap for that long. So if you want to just rip the Band-Aid off, you know, and you want to have it, Cooper's a good route runner. I think it would make sense. I feel like mm-hmm. one of Cooper, Thomas, or Ridley will be a Jet this time next year um, mm-hmm. or beginning of the season, you know, in a few months' time. And, yeah, and then moving forward into the draft, I'd, I'd rather have my pass catchers, my big name, or add two pass catchers in Howard and Cooper who have been established. And they know the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard is hit or miss being number three tight end right now in Tampa. Mm-hmm. But then going into the draft at four, if Thibodeau's there, you take him. If okay. he's not, I'm going Carl Loftus. Getting that okay. edge at 10 is the second controversial. I am such a big Sauce Gardner fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want like nothing to do with corner in the beginning. But so, look, if you're going to take a corner at 10, Sauce is the one to take. 100%. Exactly. Not taking Stingley with the injury history. Yep. Not Trey McBride. Yep. I'm personally a big Sauce Gardner fan. I think that would just be a good way to go. So so Trey McBride, if you can get him at 35, that's where I would that's what to I was thinking. Yeah. Because I, I like – I do think that O.J. Howard and David Njoku are two tight ends that are a little more realistic for the Jets to get. Guys, you could pay a one-year $4 million, one-year $5 million contract to – get the like more of a prove it deal, high upside, highly drafted guys, but just didn't quite pan out the way you were kind of hoping it would. Um, mm-hmm. But then you definitely have to make sure you get someone like Trey McBride very early in this draft. If you don't get someone like Dalton Schultz. Uh, and then if you maybe decide to go with someone like Dalton Schultz, now maybe you don't decide to go after Trey McBride and you go after like Jeremy Ruckert or, or something along those lines. 
Mm. I I'm even some... doubling up. Like I love Jeremy Rucker. I'm honestly thinking Trey McBride at 35, maybe even Jeremy Rucker in the fourth if he falls for that. I wouldn't be upset. I would not be upset in the slightest. Now, do you have any other? Is there one player that you particularly like? You got 10 seconds. Other than Sauce? Honestly, not really. I, it's really just Sauce. I hear you, brother. Thank you so much for following me. You're out of here from the cockpit. Man, I need a big eject button. Boom. I need like a staples button that I just scrub off and put a new oh, staple button with a new vinyl. <laughs> and I can get a little button right here, right? It'll be just out there. Boom! Oh, look at that. That's how you get... That's how you... Video production. That's how you do it. Gotta get myself a red staples button. <laughs> Didn't do that yet. Um, Guys talking in the chat. So Lame Cactus says, I want barbecue sauce. That's how I would pronounce BBQ, barbecue. Gohan angered. You should trade down, make that pick. Um, Mitt Flair says, in my opinion, our corners deserve another year. We need safety help bad. I would agree. I would rather bring in safety help because I know we're bare in the cupboard there where I'm not necessarily um, as bare at corner. I do like Eccles. I like Michael Carter and I like Bryce Hall. Call from Mike the Barber. Mike the Barber. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, I want two linemen in the draft. What do you think? Ooh, offensive line or defensive line? Either or, just best player. <laughs> we just need two guys. So I, I would, care. I, for me, I would go a Quanu or Neil at four. And then in the third round, I would go Alec Lindstrom at center. So that way you get uh, a backup center for McGovern because McGovern's done at the end of next year. You have Fant, you got Becton, you got AVT, and then your new guy, Neil or Aquanu, can kick out to tackle if he had to. But ideally, he stays at guard, right guard, and then um, Becton winds up coming back to full strength and you don't have to worry about it. So, yes, I am 100% on board. Two offensive linemen in this draft. No problems whatsoever. We just need players. We need a, a lot of players. Yeah, I, look, I don't think we're as far as some other people may think. I think Wilson taking a big step forward is huge. I think we need a number one tight end. I think you need a number one wide receiver. But it's not like we can't get those in this draft. Like, let's say we don't get Dalton Schultz. Let's say we only let, – let's say nothing happens in free agency. Jets didn't spend any money. Nothing happens. You get a stud lineman or edge rusher at four. You get mm -hmm. – you know, it, you could get a number one wide receiver. If the Jets wanted to go, say – offensive lineman, wide receiver, tight end, running back with their first four picks, if they wanted to, they'd probably get the best tackle, the best wide receiver, the best tight end, and the best running back at each one of those picks based on where our selections are. Because I don't see a running back going in the first round at all. I don't think I see a tight end going in the first round. I do think McBride's going to be the first one off the board. Receiver, who goes receiver before the Jets at 10? Maybe Atlanta at 8? maybe if they trade Ridley, but I don't know if that's even a given. So the Jets can Spend get the top player at a bunch of those positions. Agency. What was that? Spend all your money in free agency like the Patriots. Yeah. Look, I know myself and, and Jake Asman are, are two guys that are definitely favoring the defensive side <laughs> of the ball 
in free agency. I would say, I would, I think Matt probably is as well. Cause I know he has us, I think he has us going O line. Does he have Carl Loftus or does he have us taking Neil? I don't know if I know anybody. That. Yeah. Anybody he, good. Oh yeah. That's just it. <laughs> Give me Any anyone. Who's good. It doesn't matter to me. What about uh free agency? Is there a target you want to hit in free agency? Uh, it's going to be tough. Everybody wants to get paid a lot of money. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to overpay, honestly. Yeah, Joe Douglas has been very good at doing one or two-year contracts in free agency. The few that we did get that were three were really two-year contracts. Like, we can get out of Carl Lawson. We can get out of Corey Davis after next year if we wanted to. So, yeah, I would say I would very much like to see the Jets. <sighs> I don't want to. I don't want to overspend in free agency. There's a few guys I would. I think Marcus Williams is a really good safety. Pay him. That's okay. Yeah, that's um, cheap, And then linebacker, maybe the the kid from Atlanta that knows Ulbrich. Maybe you go that route, and then it doesn't make Nicobe Dean or uh, Lloyd as big of a need. Lloyd reminds me a lot of Warner out in uh, yeah, I like it in forty in San Francisco. He's what six foot three. Just a beast of a guy. I've been watching highlights of him. Like, don't get me wrong. I would go, I would do backflips for Nicobe Dean. <laughs> but I very much right. like Lloyd. If we come away with one of those two, whoo-wee. What about good the shape. second round? How do you like? Big McBride fan. I would say McBride is always going to be in my mock drafts. I would not take him out of the second round. Um, the next person is interesting. It kind of depends how we handle wide receiver. Because I could see a situation Let's say we go into free agency. We decide to take Allen Robinson on a discounted contract. Right. He's got the relationship with Salah. Then at four, we take the lineman. Ten, we decide to trade down. Um, I don't know who you get, um, but then you get let's say let's say receiver was not Mark. addressed other than Robinson. Um, then I would go Trey McBride in the second round, and I would look at Johan Doxson uh, if he's available out of Penn State. He is a very, very good receiver that I think would fit very well in the scheme. Um, really sharp route runner, sticky hands. I would like to see that if we if if we go a certain way, right? Like there's, I'd rather you know Ridley <laughs> and then not have to worry about it. But but he's someone I wouldn't mind for sure. He's, I'm scared about him. Doxon or Ridley? Ridley. Yeah, that's like, fair. You're it's mentioning that off. That's you, it, never, you know. I completely understand. And you were rejected from the country. You're out of here. Rejected. All right. So that, that's Ryan's homework, right? Ryan's got to go out and get a Staples button. <laughs> that was he. Maybe there's they might just make an ejector button. I really just need a fake one. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Who we got? All from the motivation. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, brother? Uh, not too bad. How you doing? Talk to me. How you want to address free agency? How do you want to address the draft? How are we rebuilding this thing? Well, to start off with the number four, if Evan Neal is available, I am definitely taking him with no hesitation, and mm -hmm. I would not trade the number 10 pick. I will actually keep it to see if we could get N'Kobe Dean. Ooh. So I really, I like N'Kobe Dean. I've seen him mocked all over the place, so I'm not exactly sure where he stands. So me saying him at number 10 right now, Maybe that is not the thing. <laughs> like maybe he's maybe he's smaller and, and we'll go later. I saw him mocked in Daniel Jeremiah's mock all the way down at like 24 to the Cowboys. 
I was like, shit, if I took him at 10 and he was going to go at 24, that's a bad GM. <laughs> but yeah, no, dude, if he's, if he's considered a top 10 talent, no problem taking the Kobe Dean. I think he holds players responsible. And I think player accountability on the field is like second to none. That is true leadership for me. It definitely is. And um, going into the second round with our second round pick, I would personally use it for your boy, Trey McBride with no hesitation. Yeah, I think you gotta, if he, if he tests well, with our offense. Like there's a reason why the Jets have Trey McBride on their senior bowl roster. hundred percent. And I think, I think they're eyeing him pretty closely. And now with our other second round pick, I mean, this is just me personally. I will actually get Atlanta on the phone, give them Carolina second round pick, Denzel Mims, and possibly a fifth in exchange for Calvin Ridley. Say that again. If I was the Jets and um, with the other second-round pick that we have that we got from Carolina, I would actually get Atlanta on the phone, give them Carolina's second-round pick, Denzel Mims, and possibly a fourth and a fifth in exchange for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I think I'd be all right with that. I, the second is where I definitely want to go. Give them Denzel Mims. It's just a throw-in. They can cut him if they want, but I think it's it's worth a shot for a change of scenery. Um, and then, yeah, maybe you got to throw in another pick. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I think that second round pick is definitely where I'd be looking to, to give up. Edward Ziff brings up a good point. He drops in with a super chat just now. Um, he says guys at the senior bowl might be undrafted free agents and want to be a jets player because they know the coaches staff. Love it. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't notice that until now. That's really good. I've always considered the senior bowl more of an opportunity to get late round draft picks, but yeah, absolutely. Undrafted free agents. Easiest, now, easiest free agency. Is there one particular guy that you would truly want on the Jets offense or defense? Yeah, a hundred percent. I would be going a hundred miles an hour after Dalton Schultz. And here's why one really highly rated across the board. Seems like he can block. Seems like he can catch. I like that. And you never know what you're going to be able to do in the draft. Like we can say, Hey, draft Trey McBride in the second all damn day long. But he may go in the late first and you don't get him. And now maybe, okay, you know, maybe the second round's too high for Jeremy Rucker. Let's get him in the third. Oh, well, guess what? He went at the end of the second. So now you're really like scrambling. You don't have a tight end right now. So I, in at the very least in free agency, you have to go after Schultz, I think. If you don't get him, you got to land one of Howard or Najoku. One of those two at least gives you actually, some. Actually, there's somebody else that came in mind because he's actually a free agency. I would not mind taking Mike Kosicki from the Dolphins. He's a free so, agent. I like Mike Kosicki. He was someone that I was definitely looking at early on. And I talked to um, Joe Blewett and he was more of like, Hey, you know, Gazicki's more of a slot guy. He's not going to block as much. So, I mean, you, you could definitely go with that. I'm not afraid of it. I would, I actually love the idea of going after division rivals players because it gives them a little extra juice two times a year. If you could go after, like, if you, if you wanted to say, I'm going after Gazicki, I'm going after JC Jackson. Um, no problems whatsoever. Get your top corner get your top tight end and just figure out the rest in the draft. That's fine. That's just some really high price free agent money. Like I think a going to get paid pretty well. I think he's probably going to get franchise tag realistically in Miami. Cause I think Tua really likes him. Um, as far as JC Jackson goes, I don't know if new England lets him walk. I don't think new England will give him up that easily to be honest. Yeah. He seems like a prime franchise. tag. But he, is, but he is, but he would fit the scheme perfectly. He's just so he's rock solid. And he always creates turnovers like turnovers is where I'm kind of looking. And I'm curious to see what winds up happening with like Kyle Hamilton, um, the safety position. Where does Jeremy Bates go? Does he stay in Cincinnati? Cause they got some cap space right now. Uh, yeah, Marcus Williams is probably gone. I don't know where Marcus Williams would want to go. I don't know where he's from. I do have one more question. 
Shoot, you got 17 seconds. Since Greg Van Roo is possibly not coming back to the team, will you actually give Brandon Scherf a shot? The guard from Washington says he doesn't want to go back over there. Ooh, I'm going to let you listen to this on the live stream, so make sure you tune back in over there. Boom! You've been ejected. Brandon, you're out of here! <laughs> from the cockpit. Um, all right, so if I had to go with... Hmm. If I had to go with what were we just talking about? Lose my train of thought. I was so excited with the chicken, I got confused. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Phone number's on the screen. Dial in. This is Ryan trying to remember stuff. What was I just talking about? Talk to me. Offensive line. Brandon Scherf. There it is. Brandon Scherf. Okay. So would I sign up for Brandon Scherf? I think he's going to get a lot of money, um, and he's not super available. He gets hurt a pretty decent amount. Um, I think he's elite. He's getting, what, like $15 million a year right now? I don't know what you have to pay. I would say no thanks. There's other guys for me. Um, James Daniels from Chicago. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson from San Francisco. That's where I would head with my money as opposed to paying Sheriff. Sheriff's a little bit longer in the tooth. Call from. And bring me back out too. To accept, press one. Joe, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Oh, you know, just another beautiful day in the cockpit, thinking about the Jets, wondering what we're going to do. Talk to me. Have your thoughts changed since the last time we talked? <laughs> I'll tell you. Brandon Scherf, that's interesting. He came out the same year as Leonard Williams. I remember him. He did. He, he went he, five, he, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, you know, ugh. he's right now, he looks like he's going to be a Hall of Famer. It's um, it's certainly possible. I mean, he's been rock solid on that on that side. I don't. I'd have to really go back and look at his stats to see just how dominant he's been. But yeah, man, he's who I wanted. I wanted Cooper, and then I wanted Sheriff in that draft. Actually, I wanted Mariota, then I wanted Cooper, then I wanted Sheriff, and all three went right before us. And I was like, oh, come on. Well, when I uh, say Hall of Fame, I mean he's in the right path, like yes. the way Mangold did. He's in the right path, at least. Sure, I, I think so. I think he's, he's an, an right elite path. guard. So talk yeah, to I wouldn't mind. I'd be honest. I wouldn't mind signing him if we could get him for a decent price. I don't want to overpay for him because he's a little bit old. But uh, so let's see. Let me let me pull up the uh, over the cap. Let's see what guards are getting paid right now because I'm 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 curious. Guards right now. Okay, left guard. Mm -hmm. Can I add right guard to it? Left guards are getting 16 million a year. Joel Batoni uh, and Joe Tooney are both at 16 a year. The next left guard below them is Andres Pete at 11.5. Um, and as far as right guard goes, you got Brandon Scherf at 18 million, 31 years old. I carumba. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then you got you three guys it? in Teller Brooks and Zach Martin at 14 million. Ugh. <sighs> Zach Yikes. Martin on the Cowboys? Yeah, 14 million. Yeah, well, he's another old. one. He might be in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, you're going to. Pay top money for those guys. I mean, Joe Tooney. I don't even know if he ever made a Pro Bowl and is getting paid top money. He, but that being said, anyway, yeah, I wouldn't mind signing sure for a good price. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, what else uh, would you I like think, to see done? Well, I'll tell you what, Ryan. I, you know, I always tell you this that I think we got to focus on the offensive line. 
I think we really, I hope we get Evan Neal, man. That'd be awesome. At number four. Or yeah, Neal, Neal or 10, whatever comes first. I would say look at Aquanu also from NC State. We haven't talked so much about him, but he's a really, really mm-hmm. good player that's going to absolutely fit our blocking scheme. Um, I think there's yeah. maybe a little more concern with him going to tackle uh, as opposed to Neal getting kicked out to tackle, but it seems like both guys wouldn't be the worst option at guard, and I think that's a, a smart move. But I wouldn't do Sheriff and Neal. I would I would err more on the side of Neal or Aquanu at four, forego taking Sheriff in free agency altogether um, and look to address other areas, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, if you're going to sign Sheriff, then you're probably right. We're probably not going to take Neal. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather have Neal at this point because he's young mm-hmm. and he's a highly touted prospect. But um, how about Cross? You like Cross in Mississippi? I'll be honest. I haven't watched enough of them, and I think that's more because he's projected more as a tackle. And it's not that I wouldn't like a tackle, but I think I want to hope that Fant and Becton are our staple left, like left and right tackles. Um, and my my infatuation with Neil and Aquanu is the flexibility they provide because they can go to guard, mm-hmm. which is right. like our biggest weakness on the offensive line. Yeah, at least the uh, the right side. Was it the right, the right side, side yeah. guard? Yeah, if the yeah, right side guard. If you can, if you can swap horrible. that out for one of those young rookies, you have McGovern, who's a vet, playing like a top ten center in the second year in the blocking scheme. Probably going to play well. You got AVT playing well. You got Fant already playing well. Becton's got to come back healthy. Hopefully, he's in shape and and, and ready to rock next year. Um, and then, I mean, ideally right guard, if LDT is not going to go for his residency, that's who I would like to bring back and then go into the draft looking for someone else at that point. Um, I'll tell you, I like Fan a lot, man. I have to so agree with you. He really, he, he, he did a good job this year. I will say this. There is a, a relatively decent likelihood that Fant outlives Becton on the Jets roster. I don't think it's unreasonable uh-huh. but it's 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 too early to think it right now um yeah. but i i don't think it's entirely shocking if that happens well i told you last week i told you that i think he you know all he likes to do is eat and he doesn't love football you know his conditioning sucks back then and he's a great talent that's what you got to be worried yeah. about right i i don't think his yeah. work ethic sucks it seems like he works hard he's just a big guy when you're out of shape it's just really really you're tough to try and get back into shape after being out of shape when you can't work out but, dude, thank you so much for All calling right. in. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Ah, it's lovely. Lovely. I love doing this. Love doing this. Uh, Mumtaz, I see your comment. Let me get to it right quick. Mumtaz says, I oppose giving up capital to get a first-round pick. Just because a player is picked early in the second doesn't mean he is not a first-rounder. Consider T. Higgins, Jeremy Owusu, Koromoa, Elijah Moore, and many, many more. You're not wrong, Mumtaz. You're, you're absolutely not wrong. Here's the argument uh, if you wanted to make a change. Like, let's say you bring in, like, someone like Allen Robinson in free agency, and now you've maybe taken – maybe you traded down in the first, and you've, you've gained a little bit more cap space or uh, draft pick. Let's say you go uh, Iquanu or Neal at four, and then let's, let's call it 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there, uh, rather than 10. You're taking – Devin Lloyd or Nakobe Dean at linebacker. Really good. You're still looking for that wide receiver. You're not sure what you want. And you see Jamison Williams creeping down the board. 
creeping, creeping down the board, who would have been a top 10 pick, probably our pick at 10 if you had to. Uh, if you had to do that, and he was falling, and they said, hey, you give us third round pick and pick 38 to get what could be considered a top 10 guy, but you're not going to get him realistically till maybe October, November. But you have the fifth year option now. Because if you take him in the second round, if you take Jameson Williams in the second round, I mean, maybe you just say he's off your board entirely. That's entirely possible too. But if you take him in the second round, now he's on a four-year contract without that fifth-year option. So now you're going to waste a whole year of his rookie contract, and you only have three years to see what you got in him. I'm not afraid of going with an ACL tear. I just don't want him to be the number one option right now. Because I do think you can move on from Corey Davis after next year. So that that's where the whole Jameson Williams pick might potentially uh I don't want to say make sense because I would not I'm not really looking to do that because I don't want <laughs> I don't want Allen Robinson. I want Burks or London. Um but there's a situation where where maybe you wind up going like that. And look and, and you get that fifth year. The, the the extra fifth year locking onto a player is valuable, especially if it's an edge rusher that's falling, if it's a uh you know cornerback that's falling, someone at a premium position, maybe receivers not so much it. But given that extra year of of uh, Jameson Williams, not totally absurd, maybe. Um, and Thomas Cahill drops in with Super Chat and says, how about Kenyon Green for right guard in the second? Um, is he supposed to go that long? I've Every time I've seen Kenyon Green early in this draft process, um, he's basically a top 15 pick. So if he's there, I would say Zion Johnson out of Boston College is probably a more realistic second round pick. We're also coaching him in the Senior Bowl which is important. Kenyon Green from A&M. Um, I have not watched him, but I just kind of figured he would be gone before we got to him or thought about taking him. Now, maybe you wind up going with the edge rusher at four if Thibodeau's there, and then you decide to pull the trigger on either Linderbaum or Kenyon Green or someone like that at 10, if if that's where his power rankings wind up falling. I, don't, I obviously have no idea where he's at right now. Um, wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it. Like I said, offensive line. Someone that could be a tackle is someone that I prefer more so than um, probably anyone else. <laughs> Richard Delgado. Where did I see that? Richard Delgado celebrates 14 months of membership. Thank you, brother. Uh, and he says, step one, hire Jeff Fisher. Step two, go seven and nine. Why would we do that? <laughs> Why would we do that? Come on, Richard. Yeah, Jack, you. All right. Boys and girls, this is fun. Um, we got 343 people in the chat. We got 360 people across all the platforms. So thank you, Facebook. Uh, if you guys haven't watched this stream before, you want to catch this when you're not actively here. Um, I do put all this up on a podcast form. So if you want to look for Jets Talk 24-7 on any of your favorite podcasting apps, uh, you will be able to find that. And you'll find this. You'll find the Talking Jets panel that I put on there. Um, Dan, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Oh, and you know what? Hold on. Let me let me do this. I don't know if it actually got approved or not. So I should probably I should probably look at that. But let's go. Where are we doing? I didn't do a read. I gotta do a read. We gotta read. We got a sponsor for the channel. I think it's supposed to start tomorrow. Um well, let's do this. I haven't seen I haven't gotten the graphic yet.
All right. Let's see what we got. Bam! So we got a promo code Jets Talk for DraftKings, boys and girls. Let's see if Ryan can uh, try giving this spiel without messing it up. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 to get 200 and 80 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer. You can get experience, uh, or you can experience the conference championships with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw all your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JETSTALK and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Jets Talk for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full details. Must be 21 or older and physically present in New York. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or, or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun hanging out with you. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. There's a link in the comment section, link in the in the live chat, pinned link. Head over to that. Like the video for tomorrow. It's going to be our Talking Jets panel with myself, O'Leary, Greenbean, and Richie from Jets Media. Always good to get them in here. But guys, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you. My name's Ryan. I've been your pilot. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T. Yes.